Time is short for Malik, tensions are high, and trust is in short supply as the leadership decides the next move. How should they proceed? Are the leaders of Malik trustworthy? Or are they how Xeon has been getting Dragon warned of their plans? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to Me, My Spouse and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. If you could only eat one cheese for the rest of your life, what cheese would it be? This is a weird question. I don't know. I mean, probably just a nice, simple cheddar. It's good with everything. Mm-hmm. Both plain and then also on like things. Yeah. No, that makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. Not some... I mean, I'm not a cheese connoisseur. Mm-hmm. But you so, like most types of cheese. I like most types of... I mean, nah, I don't like brie. Oh, that's true. And what is it that you There's don't... Some, I don't know. I just don't like much? the taste. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything. Do you like it when you have like uh, like honey with it no. or any of those sorts of things? It doesn't help. I don't like... I, uh, okay. Not, not my thing. More for me. My first go-to is to think of how to... Or like Edom, which is my like... Mm, just eat like stacks of that. All of you out there, when she says how does, she means Gouda. <laughs> the way normal people pronounce <laughs> that cheese. <laughs> I just grew up saying it the other way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm sure this is the type of content people tune in for. What's your favorite cheese? I don't know. They tuned in for like what our favorite breakfast was and they seem to enjoy that. I so. think they tuned in for the game we play and they suffered through our <laughs> breakfast conversations. I hope it wasn't suffering. Or skipped ahead because that is a functionality every podcast player true. has. They're like, let us know if you absolutely hate us talking at the beginning. And we're not going to change anything Probably we do because. Just let us know so that we can have that in the back of my, our we minds. We do this our way. <laughs> If you don't like it, listen to the adventure. <laughs> listen to something else. <laughs> you probably already do. Yeah. Punks. <laughs> anyway. We actually use the rules of 5e. <laughs> we actually play the games it's meant to be played. <sighs> well, we didn't we didn't alienate any listeners just now. But regardless. You're regardless even. You made that joke last time. <laughs> that's why You're going I back to the, the same old that's well. That's why I made it the second time, because I'm like, haha, this is going to be a week apart. And so people will be like, ah, oh, continuity. Continuity. Oh, that's the run- type of continuity people are looking for. <laughs> they come to us for cheese talk and regardless continuity. <laughs> Welcome to cheese talk. That's what we can call our... <laughs> We're moving to Wisconsin, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my I have family in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. feel so bad for them. <laughs> They always had good cheese curds Those at their fingertips, though. Poor, so. poor Wisconsinites. Why are you calling them poor? Because of the snow? I don't know. 
Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a beautiful state. It's Wisconsin. Every state's beautiful if you look at it hard enough. Well, I mean, every state has its foibles, so every state could be like poor Pennsylvania. Yeah, but it's not funny if you're like, all states are fine. It's funny if you go, this state sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like singling out poor Wisconsin. You talk crap on Florida all the time, That's and true, you're coming I to Wisconsin. Th- I live there, because, and so I feel like I, at, growing up as a Floridian, I feel like I could talk some crap about Flor- Florida because I actually live there. I've never lived in Wisconsin, so I don't feel like I have the right to talk crap about Look, it. You can talk crap about anything you want to. I mean, that's true, but I don't think that necessarily means that it's justified. You have survived another week, another episode. Another day. Well, Octavia has. Well, you have two. I ha- <laughs> well, I well. guess you've only survived 20 minutes since we recorded our yeah. last episode. But Octavia has survived another episode. Mm-hmm. She lives to fight another day. And maybe that day will be today. <laughs> oh, no. It would be really disappointing. To, to fight. I meant to fight another day. And that day, maybe there will be fighting. Oh, okay. I was. I more, mean, maybe she I was more today. thinking that know. it would be so disappointing if she died, like in uh, less. You, you catch know, quote, the plague. Yeah, like a uh, less like quote heroic type of way. You have a brain aneurysm. Roll a DC thirty Constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, you can't make that. You die. Octavia survived. You are sitting. The table is creaking. Your chairs as you rock back and forth, waiting on the cleric who has been sent for to arrive and test you all for your truthfulness. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sitting in silence, mulling over the news that they have just received, the orders that you managed to get away with and decode told you that The army outside Malik knew of your plan, knew you were there, and knew you were coming. Mm Mm-hmm. But how? How is this possible? Was it a leak? Is there a mole in this organization? Is it one of you? That's what you're trying to find out. The king has just sent for a cleric to persuade you all to tell the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Such that they may determine if it is... One of you who is being dishonest. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in silence for a few moments. After a while, the uh, it's been a few minutes since the king sent the guard for the cleric to come. No one's really saying much. Everyone's kind of somber mm-hmm. and just brooding. Except for Bulger, he's just kind of chilling. <laughs> Again, the arm behind the arm chair. behind the chair, just kind of like mm, he has nodding his, his feet head on like the table. Yeah, humming, humming something in his head. Just yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like AirPods <laughs> in. Carhoon <laughs> sitting next to you, arms crossed, just sort of the same thing, just waiting for this to get over with. After a few minutes, there's a click, and the door opens slowly. Walking into the room is what looks to be an aged silver dragonborn dressed in uh, light gray robes cinched at the belt very simple holding like a staff with a crook at the end mm-hmm. walks in the door closes behind her 
She looks at the lot of you, inclines her head toward the king, says, Your Majesty, you inquired for me? The king stands, nods, says, Yes, we require your services. It is possible that someone in this room is a traitor to this city, and we need you to ensure that we are all being honest and truthful with each other. The cleric nods, looks at everyone, nods at Malaris, nods at Bulger, Mm -hmm. looks at the two of you, says, and who do I have the pleasure of interrogating, I guess? My name is Octavia. Uh, Marguerite Sinclair, my full name. Um, I, I'm from originally, well, I'm from Lake Ansel, originally from around Illustria. Um, and, and this is Carhoon, Carhoon Usidius. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh, I read the room, Carhoon. <laughs> she nods. Well, unfortunately, I need to prepare this spell. So give me eight hours. No. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't find a cleric that had Zone of Truth prepared. <laughs> now she says, yes, this is within uh, my power to do. I will need all of you to gather around. Absolutely. And she walks to the edge of the room right next to the table. And the king, Bulger, and Malaris all stand up and form, like, a semicircle around her. Mm-hmm. And Carhoon walks over as well. I will also walk over. What I am about to do is create an area in which telling an untruth, or a lie as it is colloquially known, is impossible. Those who are strong of will may be able to resist the divine magic I am about to use. However, if you do resist this spell, I will be able to know. Mm-hmm. And that could be some implication of guilt in and of itself. Give me a moment to channel these powers, and then we shall ask a series of questions. Everyone, please remain silent until you are spoken to, as we do not want any distractions or confusion. She puts her staff in front of her on the ground Mm -hmm. and starts mumbling something under her breath that you can't quite make out. After a few moments, you feel... A tingly sort of energy, almost like the air is filled with static electricity. Mm -hmm. Hair on the back of your neck stands up, and you feel compelled to tell the truth. You may make a charisma saving throw if you wish, or I'm assuming you can choose to fail something like this. I don't think rules is written. There's anything that explicitly says you can, but there's nothing that explicitly says you can't. So, I mean, I'm going to say, if you, both if you Carhoon, just want to yeah. submit to the magic, you are more than welcome to. Um, Octavia definitely wouldn't. Carhoon doesn't. <laughs> it's like, no way, get out of my head. 
Uh, and I guess Carhoon makes his own decision. Now, yeah, Carhoon lets it happen. I'm going to roll some dice. Okay. This doesn't mean they are not, the others are not choosing to submit. It just means that I don't want you to know whether they exactly. are choosing to submit no, or not. No, it makes sense. This is the beauty of DM screens. The cleric closes your eyes, encants this prayer. You feel this power fill the room in a 15-foot radius. <laughs> you submit. Carhoon lets it take his brain. And the cleric opens her eyes and she says, You are all under the compulsion of this spell. As far as I can tell. I guess now it's time for some questions. I will ask a question you all will answer in turn because this does not last forever. I guess we'll start with the most obvious one. Is anyone here a traitor to the city-state or government of Malik? She looks at Carhoon first. He says, no. (laughs) She looks at you. No. She looks at the king. Nada. <laughs> and then Bulger and Malaris in turn each answer no and nah, baby. <laughs> of course you would say it like that. I guess you can't choose how you respond <laughs> and the sass with which you do that. <laughs> He'd call it swag. <laughs> oh, mm. gosh. Excellent. Have any of you knowingly leaked or told information? For example, strategies, tactics, battle plans, or uh, logistical schedules to any individuals who are not authorized to know such things. Karun says, No, I just got here. (laughs) She looks at you. No. King says, no. Malaris. No. Bulger says, Still no, baby. Can I do an insight check on all of those responses? Sure. You know they're magically compelled to tell the truth. Unless they succeeded. The cleric would know. Oh, the cleric would know. She okay. said, you're all under the compulsion of this. Right. Okay. That was the end. You can still roll insight if you want, but as far as you know, all of them are Operating. compelled to okay. tell the truth. Okay. Because, I mean, because she might not. Unless the cleric's dirty, too. Well, because she might not have let anyone know if someone tried to resist. Like, Octavia might, I mean, you know, she said that. She said that. That was my way of. Oh, okay, okay. In character saying everyone did not succeed on the saving throw. Uh, okay, okay. Because I'm not going to say everyone failed the save throw okay. voluntarily. No. <laughs> uh, is there, are there any other questions? I mean, those cover basically it. But I've got a few more seconds. Um, did anyone eat the last slice of cherry pie in the <laughs> break room refrigerator? I was saving that for a rainy day. No. Um, does anyone have any unspoken information? Regarding a potential leak or mole, spy, or other surveillance, or any means with which proprietary information could get out of this palace and into enemy hands. Karun says, again, I just got here. I I know nothing. Same no from me. The other three respond in the negative. 
If there are any questions you would like to ask each other, you have about 15 seconds left. I think this addresses my concerns. So at least we have a foundation off of which we can build. Foundation of trust. So no, no further questions? None from me. Excellent. Your Majesty. The king says, I, I'm satisfied. I guess actually, maybe a question is, has anyone ever communicated with any of the dragon blood ever? The king says, they approached us when they initially set up this siege to ask for our unconditional surrender. Mm-hmm. We refused. Malaris nods. She says, yes, as part of these dealings. That is all the contact I have had. Bulger? I mean, I blasted a couple of them a few times. That's about it, though. I'm not so good at talking. I'm good at blasting, though. I've spoken with Crag and with several different contingencies of his, you know, scouts and different soldiers, but that's been it. None since I've come here to Malik. The cleric says, and that looks at her watch. That's time. I hope that has satisfied your suspicions. It seems that everyone here is in the clear. Your Majesty, if you have any further need for me, you know where to find me. I am happy to continue to serve. King nods. She nods. And then the door opens and the guards usher her out and she walks out with her little staff. The door shuts behind. Okay. Well, the king says, that's one, a relief. Mm-hmm. But that leaves more questions. As terrible as it would have been, if one of you had been a traitor, it would have made things a lot easier for us. Exactly. (sighs) So something, someone, something, some item, I don't know, some powerful magic that we can't shield ourselves from, somehow they know what we're doing. None of us are leaking that information. (sighs) It seems as though that the item that is transmitting the information or the the person that is undercover uh, who is transmitting that information all back to the Dragonbloods, they would have had to have been in this room because it was only in this room that we talked about that plan of my going into the camp. This is true. So that's maybe a starting a starting point. Um, I know that there have been leaks in your communications in the past, but at least this is, there's a definitive moment in time that we can point to where, where information went out. Because it was only, again, only in this room, only verbally that we talked about that. So it had to have been in that moment that they overheard us. I suppose so. What do you suggest we do? Are there windows in this room? No. Okay. So it's not like something could have been like sitting on a windowsill. Correct. Or I guess if we can't yet determine the exact source or nature of what's been going on, perhaps we can come up with some sort of System by which no one knows the full plan. That does seem advisable. So that no one, I mean, 
I mean, I guess, like, Malaris, if you come up with a plan, you would know it. But if you only tell, you know, 10% to 10 different folks, I mean, it's going to be complicated and overusing resources, but rather being overcomplicated and overusing resources than them knowing. Malaris says, there is an alternative. If we can't stop them from figuring out our plans, we at least we know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we make some plan that doesn't rely on them not knowing what we're about to pull. I mean, I don't like it any more than anyone does. But if we threw away all the fancy tactics, all the sneak attacks, all the scheme... Oh, we know that the five of us are okay. Y- yeah. We don't know that someone's not listening to us right now. That's true. So we should do a really thorough sweep of the room before we proceed, just in case. That's a fair point. All right, everyone. Take ten. Look around. Look for bugs. (laughs) Yeah. Literal or metaphorical, (laughs) I guess. Okay. So, investigation checks? Uh, you can roll a perception or investigation. Your choice. I'm going to go with perception. For Octavia. Okay. Let's crack die. Natural 20 for a total of 27 perception for Octavia and then for Carhoon. Can he get higher than that? I don't think no. he can get higher than that. <laughs> you, everyone sweeps the room. You look under lamps, you look under tables, you look on walls, look for cracks, look for holes, anything. You are confident you looked at every possible hiding spot for something. You don't find anything. Okay. Should we bring in a, or, I mean, maybe you can do this bulger. Can you detect if there's untoward magic here? Nah, but if we do find magic, I can blow it up. <laughs> Is, do you know of someone who could do that? I mean, maybe. Those kind of spells, eh, they, aren't, they aren't my thing. Sir, your highness, do you, have a, do you have a wizard or something who could come in and do a... Detect magic? Do a detect magic, sure. yeah. Sure, yes. Uh, another moment... He has a brief conversation with the guard outside the door, who runs off about 15 minutes later. Another dragonborn walks in, also somewhat aged. It's a little bit of a dragon beard. They're like the little Ooh, like yeah. tentacle mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What color is this dragonborn? Uh, bronze. Ooh, nice. Walks in, is wearing a pointy hat and blue robes with a staff with like a big crystal at the top. And on the bottom, it's a broom. And the, no, <laughs> no, it's just a staff. It's, a, it's not it's the a, sorcerer of the sorcerer's not apprentice. The sorcerer's apprentice broom. It's just a cool, stereotypical wizard staff with nice. a big crystal at the top and a pointy hat with stars and moons on yes. it. Walks in. <laughs> it would go really well with the bronze. Your Majesty, how can I be of service to you? <laughs> yes, uh, everyone. This is one of my court wizards, uh, Spurk. Spark, this is, you know most of these, this is Miss Sinclair and Mr. Osiris, they are guests of us. Uh, we need you, for no particular reason, to just tell us if there is anything magical in this room besides what we know to be magical. 
i.e. our weapons, our armor, amulets, things of that nature. So anything that shouldn't be here. And the wizard says, Oh, yes, I can um, take care of that. Just give me a moment. I'd prefer not to spend the spell slot, so I will cast this as a ritual. <laughs> give me about ten minutes. Sits down in the middle of the floor. Just, like, sits there. Starts drawing things in chalk on the floor. Just little, like, arcane diagrams. Mm-hmm. And then you carry the three and seventy-two and uh, Laura Mipsum, whatever. After ten minutes, and everyone's just like... Staring boredly. Bulger's like taking a power nap because he doesn't care about this type of magic. After ten minutes of this this weird little bronze dragon going, <laughs> he stands up, the crystal on his staff clothes, and he starts waving it around the room. He comes over to Karhud and sort of like metal detector wands and just. <laughs> And he stops on the axe. He's like, oh, yeah, it's very nice. And stops on, um, what other magic things does Carter like have? The cloak. cloak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Comes over to you, waves it up and down. Sees all your magic things. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, mm, good, very, very nice. Elven maker. Mm, very, yes. very nice. Very nice. Uh, does the same to the other two. Says, well, I'm assuming all of these items you are carrying as well. He lists them for you. And yeah, all of you have the stuff on you you would expect. Okay. Goes around the walls. <laughs> Under the table, over the table, on the ceiling, on the floors, in the corners, the door. After a minute or two, comes back, stands. Hits a staff on the floor and the light shoo, goes out. Well, Your Majesty, I've done a thorough sweep. I am very confident I have uh, detected all of the magic in this room. And the only magic is what you are carrying on you, which you are expected to have. And the awards we have put on the palace itself. There is no untoward things hiding in here, as far as I can tell. The king nods. Thank you, Spurk. You may continue about your business. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and Spurk wanders out. Okay. Dang it. That was a good idea, but this gets even more confusing. I mean, not that I wanted to find something as easy as, I don't know, like a clairvoyant eye in the corner or something, but it just makes it, again, like with all of us speaking the truth to the cleric, it just makes it more complicated going forward to figure out where that leak is. Malera says, as I was saying before... Yes, again, sorry to have Oh, no, no worries. If they're going to know what we're saying, they're going to know what we're saying one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So maybe we cut the crap and just go for the throat. If we decide we're going to throw everything we have at them, yes, they'll be ready for it, but maybe that won't matter if we throw everything we have at them, if we send every power, every soldier, every sorcerer, every wizard, every warrior we have or can muster at that fortress, perhaps we can take it, perhaps we can destroy it, perhaps we can leave them in shambles, and no, it doesn't matter if they know what we're going to do, because perhaps we can just overwhelm them with strength of arms anyway. I don't know. That is quite a big army, but... I mean, do you think that with all of the the soldiers of Malik, you you could do something like that if you just if you mustered everyone, 
It might be the best chance we have, and if we failed, the city would surely fall. But I don't know how many choices we have right now. If we decided to act, and we decided to act quickly, perhaps we could overwhelm them before they had the time to arrange themselves. Is there any type of plan, using just the people in this room, that we can then also put on top of it? Because with all of our... With the, with the power of the cleric, it seems like us five are good. With the power of the wizard, it seems like maybe this current conversation is okay. This might be one of our only times to actually come up with something that they won't ultimately know about. They will ultimately know if we mobilize everyone, because you're going to have to tell other people. Is there something involving me and Carhoon that can throw an additional wrench in the works? Perhaps you should make that plan between yourselves. You should tell when you get, if we go with this and you gather your armies, you should tell everyone that I'm going to be riding in the front with y'all. To at least throw them off even more. And then we'll do what we'll do. I don't want to lie to people purposefully, but if we can throw some misinformation along the pipe... I think lying to the enemy is entirely appropriate. I mean, I don't want to lie to your people and tell them that we're going to be somewhere we're not, but I feel like if that's the way that it's going to get disseminated to the dragon blood, I feel like it's an unfortunate reality we're having to face. Hmm. Well... We would need time to make the preparations. Perhaps we could make them without anyone knowing what those preparations are for. Can you tell them that they're for X when they're really for Y? Uh, well, yes. But regardless, it would take some time to muster everyone possible. I think the key is in that fortress. Mm-hmm. If we can... T- destroy it or get someone inside it, maybe we can figure out what's going on and put an end to it. But I think as long as that thing is out there, I don't know. No, it does seem to be the heart of the camp and then also the heart of their force. We must keep thinking. There has to be something we can do. But I don't think we should approach this hastily. If we were to do a full frontal assault on them, that would be it. It would be all or nothing. A success would be a great success, but a failure would mean... Catastrophic failure. Catastrophic failure. Catastrophic weapon failure. (laughs) That's not something I'm willing to do on a whim. Understandable. Keep strategizing, keep thinking. We'll have to reconvene, but we can't let it go too long. That makes sense, yeah. As this conversation is coming to a close, you begin to hear outside some... Oh, no. And Malaris and the king's heads perk up. And Malaris says, "Ah, The alarm horns. Looks like they're mounting another attack. To which the king says, Well... We'll reconvene. I think we have more pressing issues at the moment. Malaris, do what you do best. He turns to you. Do you think you could lend a hand? Absolutely. Follow her. She'll tell you what to do. Yes, sir. Bulger, come with me. 
Right on, your majesty. The door opens. <laughs> you got this. Uh, the door opens, and some the the king rushes out, and Malaris says, uh, well, "We've been expecting this, as we said. It's been a while, and maybe mm-hmm. they want to strike back for the blow you just dealt them." Follow me to the walls. Yes. And she begins rushing out of the palace as well. She leads you through the streets, and as you exit the palace, you begin to hear more of these horns. And you can see other soldiers uh, running from barracks through the streets down towards the walls where these attacks presumably happen. Uh, as you're rushing through the streets, Malera sort of turns back and is shouting back to you. Now, most of the time, these haven't been that bad, more or less just enough to remind us that they're still out there and still have the upper hand. But we'll see how things go now that you've killed one of their lieutenants. Right. Okay. Be ready for anything. You get to the wall a few minutes later and uh, climb up one of these battle towers and looking out through the windows in it, you can see marching towards the walls are big clusters of dragon blood troops. Some of the banners are waving near the back Mm -hmm. as they're coming forward. There are archers hiding behind the crenellations on the wall to either side of you. And there are some, like, commanders back there giving the loose command. And (laughs) volleys are flying out. And you can see, uh, you know, scores of bodies just, like, getting hit and falling in this battlefield. Leaving more for the buzzards. uh, Helm's deep feel right now. (laughs) Yeah, circling above. But the the numbers just keep marching forward. Malaire says they'll be at the wall soon. We have to keep them from breaching too far in. Again, I, I don't know how intense this is going to be, but be ready. What can I... Where do you want me? You stick with me. They're, they're probably going to try to, to mount some attack to either blast through or climb over these walls, and we need to repel that. Do you want me down there on the surface? No, just stay here on the walls with me. I'll tell you where to go. Okay. So these archers keep loosing volleys, and as the dragon blood forces get within range, some arrows come flying, peppering back over, and a couple uh, dragonborn forces. It's it's hard, the dragonborn versus the dragon blood. The Malik forces, a couple of them take hits, but most of them are are relatively well sheltered. But you can hear these chanting, the, the forces on the ground below chanting war chants as they reach the walls. We're going to have you roll some initiative. Yes! Whew, my palms are not quite as sweaty as they were the last time that we rolled some initiative. <laughs> I mean, they are still, but... All right, Octavia rolls a... Correct. <laughs> a five. Carhoon. Nineteen. All right, so you... And Carhoon are standing behind General Malaris on top of this wall, as you see down below these forces getting to the edge. The ones in the front have, like, big shields Mm, to -hmm. try to stave off the rain of arrows and pots of boiling oil that are about to be poured Mm -hmm. on their heads. And as they reach the walls from within the ranks, a couple ladders just yeah, swing up. at the end. Yep, swing up yes. over the edge and make contact. One <sighs> such ladder impacts down there at the other end of the wall and pouring up, <laughs> rushing up 
are a sea of dragon blood forces. Okay. They start pouring over the wall as you, following Malaris, uh, rush out on and begin engaging with the archers on the wall who are there, but I'm not going to put there because that'd be a lot and yeah. they're more or less... And they're for like, kind of like long distance. Yeah getting the folks on the ground, whereas we would be getting the yes. ladders off of the like immediate melee yes. tower. So spilling out onto the wall, uh, initially four t- t- creatures of various races and holding various weapons pour out and start engaging with the dragonborn, hiding behind these crenellations, and Malaria says, get that ladder down! Yes, ma'am! It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Ah! as these creatures climb up and start hacking away. Carhoon's up. What does he do? So, I mean, he's still pretty far away from the ladder at this point. So he is going to dash and go 60 feet towards this um, towards this ladder in hopes of trying to get it off. Okay. Carhoon dashes, rushes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see this big, at the ready. burly, beefy guy. <laughs> Just, yeah, hoofing it. Uh, Malaris is next. Okay. Um, but to keep things easy, I'm basically going to keep it to you two, and she's yeah. going to be doing flavor fighting. Makes sense. Uh, so she sort of heads down the opposite end. There's a tower right here, and she goes out the opposite end and starts... <laughs> kicking butt. Mm-hmm. With uh, her cool scissor hand. She's got this cool scissor hand, and there's another ladder that comes up on that end that she rushes toward, and you see a couple, like, goblins climb over, and she just takes, like, two of them out with a nice. swing, and they fall over. And hit, the, hit the ground. It's your turn. My turn already? Okay. Yeah. I am going to cast a spell that we haven't seen in quite a while, but used to be my bread and butter. And I'm gonna close my eyes for a minute. Again, feel the feel the amulet from the uh, Chapel of Scales around my neck that I've still been wearing. And be like, Napsalon, we need you. Crastus, we need you. And pulling from the sky, a moonbeam ah. shoots down the entirety of the ladder. It is a 40-foot high, 5-foot radius cylinder of radiant, blinding energy. That's your moonbeam? Yes. It's a gelatinous cube token. <laughs> nice. All right, so you call down a moonbeam mm-hmm. on these fools. That your turn? Do you stay where you are? I will move. I will also move forward. Yeah, do you have the range to do that? Is it 120 feet? It, yeah, it's 120. Cool. All right, so you call down a moonbeam. A blood beam of holy light shoots out of the clouds and... And lands on these creatures. It is their turn. What do they need to do? I also wanted to be over the ladder Mm -hmm. so that anyone who's going up this ladder has to go up through this moonbeam. Yep, anyone who's on the ladder absolutely will. They need to make a con saving throw. Okay, so the two on there right now. Ooh, uh, 16 and a 21. Ooh, they both succeed, but they're still going to take half of this 3D. Okay. And then there's two on the ladder who roll uh, the highest is a 12, so two fail. Both of those fail. Really not great on 3d10. That is only 10 (laughs) radiant damage for full and then five for half. All right, 10 full. So the two on the ladder take that. All right, so you call down a moonbeam and some of them sizzle as it is their turn. Uh, the two up front rush up to confront Carhoon. 
the other two run out of the moonbeam and are also going to move back and pull out crossbows okay. to shoot at you. So the two run up to Carhoon. They pull out weapons. One of them's got a sword. One of them's got like a, a mace. And they make two attacks each. The first one against Carhoon. Uh, that is an eight to hit and a 21 to hit. The eight misses. The 21 does hit. 21 deals uh, three points of bludgeoning. Garbage okay. roll. The second dragon blood soldier rolls a, a same roll. Uh, one of them misses, one of them hits. Oh, okay. For eight points of bludgeoning okay. damage. So they do, 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 hit Carhoon. The two behind him pull out heavy crossbows. Point them at you. They're each going to take one shot. That's an 18 and a 15. 18 hits. All right, so that's one hit. You're going to take eight points of piercing damage as a bolt bites into your shoulder. Ah! Do you need to roll a concentration check? Yes, I do. All right, you got to beat a 10. Constitution saving throw, please. Natty 10. All right, you are good. Uh, so those go, and then two more who were on the ladder climb up and jump onto the wall. Okay. Oh, wait, I want these to be six and seven, or five and six. Climb up onto the wall. Wait, out of the moonbeam? Out of the moonbeam. Did they start their turn there? Yeah, they took. They already took. Those are I the two that took the damage. Yeah. Okay. And then two of them are going to... basically gonna, everyone who is, yeah, yeah on the two of beam. Two more get on the ladder and start climbing up, so next turn they will... Make the save oh, okay, if it's nice. still up. All right. So that is their turn. Okay. Top of the round. Carhoon is up. He is surrounded by two Dragonblood soldiers. They're wearing armor and they have a big uh, insignia on their chest that's the teardrop with wings of fire. Mm-hmm. Well, he is going to do again what he does best, and he's going to grip his great axe in both of his hands and just, like, stare them eye to eye and swing at them. Phew. 11 to hit. That's exactly a hit. They are <gasps> oh, wearing leather armor. Yes. Well, because you mentioned that they were armored, and I'm like, oh, no, are they, like, heavily armored? So, phew. No, nope. okay. these look to be meat bags. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 15 slashing. Okay. Is he still up? Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to swing again at the one he just hit. Okay. 16 to hit. That's a hit. 18 slashing. All right. Max he damage. He manages to cut it down. Yes! Go, Carhoon! You hear Octavia in the background being like... Good job! <laughs> Good job! Go, 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 Carhoon! Woo, woo, woo. It's like the genie in Aladdin where he gets like the pom-poms. <laughs> um, out of the corner of your eye, you can see uh, Malaris continuing to fight off these other assaulters mm-hmm. who are climbing up over the ladder on the other side of the wall and she's trying to like grab the ladder and kick it down uh, not succeeding yet but she probably will soon oh uh Carhoon's gonna move okay where? he's gonna move adjacent to the ladder okay he's gonna take an opportunity that's attack. fine all right Carhoon runs up to the ladder the dragon blood soldier who is next to him takes an opportunity attack for a natural 19 that does hit Carhoon is gonna take Six points of bludgeoning damage, and he is right in a mess of baddies. Mm-hmm. 
Your turn. Okay. Um... Oh, Carhoon, you are just... <laughs> you're just out of my reach. Uh, you could move. I mean, he's out of my reach if I move 30 feet oh, and to be adjacent. To I me. see. You know what? Why not? Allosaurus time. Okay. And I will just become a big dinosaur! All right, you shapeshift into an Allosaurus. And that's my... Bonus action. So bonus action. And I am not moving the moonbeam because I'm keeping it on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am going to rush up to. Let's see. Do any of these uh, dragon blood look tougher than any of the others? No. I'll just look like mooks. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's going to rush up to. I guess this one, number three. And she is going to make a pounce and claw I mean, you can't really on it. fit. Oh, that's true. Oh, never mind. Okay. She will just move up and she will go towards the closest one. All right. And she is going to make a claw attack on it. All right. That's a natty 14 for yep. a non-natural 20. Definitely. 12 slashing. All right. You dig your claws into it. It makes a save, right? Uh, Yes, please. Make a strength saving throw for me. 18. Oh, you succeed. All right. It is not knock prone. Anything else you do? I think that's it for now. Just right. I'm going to keep the keep the moonbeam on that ladder. Okie dokie. You know, ascend at your own peril. All right. There are two on the ladder who are climbing up. They are in the moonbeam, so they are both going to make their so save. Started Constitution. Their there. Constitution. Yes. Uh, Nineteen and a fifteen. Nineteen succeeds. Fifteen fails. Okay. So this three d ten radiant for them. Ten again. Rolling garbage on these d tens here. So five on the one who su- succeeded yep. and ten on the one who failed. All right. So those two are working on climbing up. The one right next to you is going to make two attacks Okay. at you, this giant dinosaur. Uh, that is an 8 and an 18. 18 hits. You take 7 points of bludgeoning damage. The two on the wall who had their crossbows out to shoot at you turn around to shoot at Carhoon. Now, they would have disadvantage, but because Carhoon is within 5 feet, they have pack tactics. Oh, so no. they are each going to take one shot at just normal, no advantage, no disadvantage, directly into Carhoon. One of them is an eight. One of them is a natural twenty. <gasps> eight does not hit. But the I figured that. Carhoon <laughs> uh, takes fifteen points of Ooh. piercing damage as he just gets point blank capped by this crossbow. The two who are right here are going to move to make room for their friends. This one's going to move over here and take two attacks with advantage against Carhoon. Okay. Why does he have advantage? Pack pack tactics, baby. Uh, That's a 20 non-natural. Hit. Two points of bludgeoning damage as he hits with a mace. And the second attack is a 17. Just meets. Six points. Sorry, eight points of bludgeoning. Jeez. 
thwack, thwack. And then this one is going to slide back, pull out a crossbow, and shoot at you one time. Also with advantage because you are adjacent. Because I'm not adjacent. Oh, because I'm adjacent to this other buddy. Oh, my gosh. That is a 15. Oh, that hits. Low Allosaurus AC. Eight points of piercing damage to you as your Allosaurus hide gets pierced with a crossbow bolt. Two more Dragon Blood Soldiers clamber over the walls. And they all took their con they, saves? Yes, yeah, those are the ones I just rolled for. Okay. Behind you, you hear a clunk as another ladder gets thrown oh, up against no. the wall down there. And some creatures start climbing up. Carhoon's turn. Okay. Malaris shouts, Get the ladders down! Yeah, he's going to... He's not starting his turn in the moonbeam, but he is going to reach his arms into the moonbeam and try to hack at this ladder. Okay. Or do whatever it seems like to get on off. Yeah, so it's going to be a strength check to basically pull the ladder and shove it. Okay. So you can roll... I'll call that athletics. Sweet. 19. 19 does it. Carhoon grabs it, pulls like the hooks out of the stone, and uh, hefts it forward. Nice. And the ladder just kind of stands and then tips mm-hmm. and slams into the ground, scattering the soldiers beneath and halting the flow of troops onto the wall from nice. this side. Although behind you, you could hear more clambering up from another point. And he hears that, and he is going to. Move towards that ladder. Okay, he's going to take four opportunity attacks. Oh, he, well, he, oh, he With would. advantage. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's a lot, even for him. <laughs> uh, Carhoon sort of shouts back, You get the ladder, I'll handle these. <laughs> she like, gesticulates with her tiny front arms. <laughs> All right, uh, is, so that was his action. That was his, throw yeah. It. So. Okay. That's what Carhoon does. Yes. It is your turn. Okay. I am going to, yeah, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to incur from this one guy, um, but I'm going to move over to that other ladder and try to, with my tiny Allosaurus arms, push it off. All right. Does a, yeah, 20, not natural. Yeah, that definitely hits. You take six points of bludgeoning damage as it pops you on your way out. And it screams something in, like, goblin. I I don't understand. (laughs) All right, you rush over to the ladder. You look down, and you can see, and you can get there with your Allosaurus movement. I'm fast. My my speed is 60 feet as an Allosaurus. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, You look down, and you can see uh, a string of like four of them on the ladder mm-hmm. and a row of them waiting, waiting to climb up. And they look up and they see a dinosaur They look head. up and they see a dinosaur head just like... <laughs> All right. So athletics? Uh, you can try an athletics check. I mean, not that an Allosaurus actually has athletics. It'll be a straight strength. I'm going to use a lick point. Okay. What did you roll? An eight. Okay. And I had a plus four. You think that would do it? I know if that would do it or not, but I'm not going to tell you that. Tell me. Is it worth it using a luck point for it? Only you can answer that question. I know. No, I'm not going to use it. Okay. So you just take the eight? Okay. Total of 12. Total of 12? You do not succeed. Oh, man. Your little tiny arms are just having a hard time pushing it off. You feel like you're, you've are you almost got it, but you're just a little bit shy. 
Uh, so the ladder remains. You moved, you actioned, you can bonus action if you have any, but otherwise it comes not. to the army's turn. And is and no one's in my moonbeam, right? No one of any consequence. There might be a few on the ground, uh, but they're the ground, not yeah. going to matter. As uh, four more of these dragon blood creatures clamber onto the wall. Oh, two on each side, or? Um, they're going to go on the opposite side because they can't really get to there. So I guess you could take one opportunity attack. Well, how are they getting up there? Because, I mean, like, they would have to face me. I mean, they're effectively getting to the top and moving diagonally. Okay. So, again, you can take one opportunity attack at one of the guys in the back as they climb past you. They're just like, get on the wall. We can deal with the dinosaur later. Natty 17. That hits. 19 piercing. You'd do a good hit on that one. Uh, still up, though. It like, it like uh, catches, like its arm catches on one of my big, ah. like, lower teeth type of thing and then, like, rips free and mm-hmm, continues mm-hmm. forward. Screams, you'll pay for that. I can't say anything in response because I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> so that's. I just have, uh, like, a safari hat on my head. Okay, so we're gonna... This is gonna be a lot. Um, yes. So this one, the one who had been attacking you mm-hmm. is gonna drop the mace, pull out the crossbow and fire a bolt at you. With advantage, because you're adjacent yeah. to others. Uh, that's good, because one of those was a natural one. The other one is a 17. That hits. Take six points of piercing damage. Carhoon is gonna take... Uh, two shots from a heavy crossbow, just regular, not advantage. Both of them are 15s. Both of those miss. Okay, so those miss, and then two two of the other creatures are going to take melee attacks, two attacks with advantage. So attack number one, 15. Miss. Attack number two, uh, 21. That does hit. Take four points of damage. Attack number three is a 20, not natural. Hit. Three points of damage. That's a 14. That's a miss. Mm-hmm. So the fourth, that was the fourth attack. All right. So they do their attacks, and then the ones in the back pull out their crossbows, and they are each also going to take an attack each at Carhoon with advantage. So crossbow bolt number one, that's a miss. Natural one, natural five. Nice. Crossbow bolt number two is a 19. That does hit. Carhoon takes 10 okay. points of piercing damage. Mm. And then the ones who just climbed up over the wall, they use their movement to get up. They're going to attack you. All right. All right. Melee. Me There's going to be four melee attacks coming at you. Attack number one is 12. Miss. Attack number two, natural 20. Oh, no. Max damage for 14. Jeez. Points of bludge damage. Attack number three. 13. Just hits. Oh, I thought that was going to be a miss. Natural armor, baby. Not that great. Four points of damage. And the last melee attack is a... Yeah, definitely a hit. Oh, dear. Eight points of damage. Okay. And then the two who are not directly adjacent are going to take a step backward. And each fire a crossbow bolt at you. So crossbow bolt number one. I'm not an allosaurus anymore. Oh, okay. 
Well, they're still firing. All right. <laughs> Crossbow bolt number one is a 19. That does <laughs> Eight points of piercing. Crossbow bolt number two is a, wow, 20. Jeez, you're rolling fire. I'm rolling really good. Five points of piercing. Uh, okay. Okay. You see more creatures climbing up the ladders. It is Carhoon's turn. He says, I'll, I'll try to thin these ranks. You need to get that ladder down. I'm doing my best. I thought I could do it with my short arms, but I guess I couldn't. I guess he could also, uh, he could either stay and fight or he could disadvantage, or sorry, disengage, which would not provoke any attacks from any of these and go down to That's what you. he's going to, that gonna, would use his action. Yeah. Um, he's going to disengage and move down towards the other ladder. Because I, I was a whole lot stronger as an Allosaurus to try to push that ladder down, even though I had tiny arms. Okay. And poor Octavia's like, I had tiny arms before, but now my arms are noodles. So <laughs> he, <laughs> like, I'm an herbalist, not, not a combatant physically. He does not get there. He doesn't there, get there, but yeah. But he starts moving that way. All right. So he disengages, runs. <laughs> it is your turn. Okay, um, I am going to move the moonbeam. I can move it exactly onto that next ladder. I can move it 60 feet, so as my action, I move it over the ladder. Okay, you do that. And so any mooks coming up that ladder are gonna gonna face the wrath of Al Absalon. So that's your action? That is unfortunately my action. Okay. That do is why do, I have not used that spell very often. Do you any bonus action or movement? If I move, I'm going to incur. Yes, you will. I mean, I could bonus wild shape again. You could. Is there anything like bull rushing? No. Okay. Because I'm just <laughs> I'm seeing I <laughs> I'm seeing this tower top full of all of these wee mooks and I just want to become a large creature and just like I mean rush if you wanted there. to do that we could probably figure out a mechanic for that because that's fun I would really like to do that okay I'm yeah. gonna turn into a rhino okay you turn into a rhino yes so you have action you bonus action so you can move so I can still move yeah how fast does a rhino move Let's can you get down see. to them or will you have to wait until next turn to do this I can move 40 feet. You can get one this turn and then continue your charge next turn. Yeah. Okay. If I can do a kind of like continuous charge type of thing. Sure. Yeah. I would like to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, do they have, like, do rhinos have the charge? Rhinos have the charge capability. Okay, great. So we'll just call it instead of what being knocked prone, or is it they get a gore or something? They get additional damage. Okay, we'll say instead of additional damage, you can just, fling them off the edge. That's kind of what I'm imagining, yeah. Like, Is it a, is it a save versus additional damage, or do they just automatically get it? No, they just it? automatically get it if I hit them with... So how it works is, yeah, I go, if I hit them with an attack, they automatically get the extra damage. Okay. There's no save. I'll say you can forgo the additional damage to just knock them off. I would love to do that. <laughs> okay. That sounds, so that sounds good. Fun. I am, Octavia <laughs> had been an Allosaurus, so she was tall and kind of like, you know, little front arms and with a big head. And then she got, you know, got all this damage, got reduced back to her Asimar Octavia self and, and was able to bring the moonbeam over. Mm -hmm. 
I guess actually I should roll concentration for that. Oh, you should. Really quickly. Good call. Thank you. Did you fail? I failed. Okay. Moonbeam is gone. Okay. That makes this even more important then. Well, I guess actually it the moonbeam would have been gone before I used the action to move it. Yeah. So Fair enough. I am going to bonus action wild shape into a rhino, which means I have the strength of a rhino, and I'm actually actually just going to use my horns to get this ladder off. Okay. Sounds good. Because you got crazy strength. Because I have crazy strength. All right. Roll on athletics check. 17. 17. You hook your horn underneath the edge mm-hmm. of the ladder and give it a mighty hook, and it topples over, slams into the ground, and nice. the, the little, like, hobgoblins on the ladder <laughs> climbing up just, like, jump off. Ah! <laughs> Slam into the ground. That ladder is done, but there's still a lot of creatures yes. on here, and you maybe see another ladder starting to be hefted up. Okay. To latch on. You can still move, though. So we retconned. No more movement. You bonus action, wild shape, action, heave the ladder off, and now you turn and start to charge. Um, I'm actually going to hold my movement because right. I got the ladder down, which I think is more important than bull rushing some of these yokels off. Sounds good. Yokel. <laughs> right. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. It's the army's turn. Okay. Ooh, there's a lot of them. There are so many. There are there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's a lot. Uh, the one who... Oh, they had dropped their... I gotta remember who has crossbows out. So, this one fires a crossbow bolt at Carhoon, because okay. he's right there. So, that's just a regular old attack for a... Wow, that's a good roll. Uh, 20. That does hit. 10 points of piercing. Wow. Oh, jeez. That was max damage. There were two back here who had crossbows. They're also going to take shots at Carhoon. Uh, one is an 8 and one is a 17. Miss and hit. The hit deals 3 points of piercing. There were two back here who had crossbows out. So they're going to take 2 attacks for a 11 and a 17. 17 hits. 2 points of piercing. And then these two who had their melee weapons out are going to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, move up to Carhoon and both make two swings. Carhoon is not looking good. Uh-oh. Well, they're both going to take a couple swings. The first attack is an 18. Hit. Seven points of bludge. He is down. Oh, no. Uh, Carhoon goes down. Uh, well, the one who was hitting is going to make the second attack, but the other one is going to move on. Okay. Uh, so this is one more attack at Carhoon. That is definitely a hit. Carhoon is going to have to make a constitution saving throw um, against t- 10 because I rolled garbage damage. Okay. So... Constitution saving throw. You're looking to beat a 10, Alrighty. or he will fail a death save. Natty 12. All right, so Carhoon steals himself and is all right, but is looking bad. The other one is going to keep moving towards you, seeing Carhoon go down and okay. feeling like his buds have this handled. Oh, key, doki. Two attacks against you. Well, four attacks against you. Attack number one. 22 to hit. Hit. 
five damage. Attack number two. 19 to hit. Hit. Four points of damage. Attack number three. Yes. Non-natural 20. Wait, how are, how are we getting so many attacks? Each of them has two. Oh. Uh, seven. To hit? Points of damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the last attack is 19. Hit. I, again, I have a low AC because I'm a big old rhino. You got a lot of hit points though, right? I hope so. Five points of damage. And then two crossbow bolts. You said five? Yes. Crossbow bolt number one. I rolled a natural 16, natural 17. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these dice have been on fire. So that's seven points of damage. Still up. Let me math real fast. I am still up. By a lot or a little? I'm not telling you. Okay. Uh, The other roll is a non-natural... Oh, wait, no, it's an 18. <laughs> Still hits. My AC is 11. Four points of damage. <laughs> All right. That is them, though. And the ladder is down, so no more are coming up. Jeez Louise. It is Karun's turn. What does he do? We're going to keep going until this combat is over. All right. He is going to. It is appropriate to continue on where we are. He is going to bonus action and second wind and feel himself become invigorated. All right. So Carhoon gives himself a little bit of healing to get back on his feet. And seeing just the horde of bad guys that are surrounding him, he is going to feel some rage build inside of him some almost quasi-animalistic, you would say, anger as his form transforms into the hybrid werebear. Nice. Just need that resistance, baby! Carhoon hulks out. Fur sprouts. Ears pop out of his head. Turns into his hybrid werebear form. Mm -hmm. Everyone around him is like... (laughs) (laughs) Can he, like, roar and try to intimidate everybody? He can roar for flavor. He flavor roars. He flavor roars, and it's really cool. <laughs> Your turn. Okay. Um, seeing that all of the ladders are down, mm-hmm. she's going to do her charging thing that she was going to do last time. Okay. So wh- how did we want to rule this? So just... So how far are you moving? I can move up to 40 feet. Seeing this, these mass of dragon bloods, both to her left and both to her right, she, with the auspices of the GM, is going to disengage and back up from the four that were facing basically just her because she was standing in between them and Carhoon. And she's going to wheel around and face them again. And she's going to dash and attack those four that had been facing her. Okay. So again, action to disengage, and then I'm allowing moving through any of the people on the wall. You can make an attack. If you hit the attack, they go flying off the wall. If you miss the attack, they take zero damage, and they just dodge out of your way. Alright. So I'm going to make four attacks against these four mooks. Not technically by the rules, as much as I like to say I'm, I'm for the rules, but this is a cool image, and I think this is relatively fair to do it, and you can't ever do this again, so. <laughs> there we go. Alright. So, attack number one. All right. Attack number one. Natural two for a total of nine. Misses. Natural nine for a total of 16. All right. You jab at one. Miss. Jab at the other. Over it goes. All right. Two left. 
And Natty 16. Hit. And for the final little sluicing effort, 15. So you back up, you charge into these this group of soldiers and just rear your horn back and forth. You miss the initial one, but after you get going, bam, one, bam, two, bam, three, like bowling pins, they just like scatter off the side ah, and fall down to the <laughs> ground below. Very cool. <laughs> nice! I'm so glad that worked! Oh my gosh. So did that uh, push them off the wall on the Malik side or the dragon blood side? Uh, two of them on the Malik side, one of them on the Dragonborn side. Nice. <laughs> and... Because I feel like there are, you know, soldiers who are going to deal with them on the Malik side, at least. Yeah, yeah, And, and I guess how high are these walls? They would take falling they, damage. They'll take some falling damage, but <laughs> once they're off the wall, we don't care about them. So you are there. It is the army's turn. A, another ladder clinks against the side of the wall. Okay. Right next to Carhoon, actually. Oh, handy. And some things start scuttling up. Oh, key, dokey. Army's turn. One's gonna make an attack against you. Okay. No more advantage, because all its buddies are gone. Oh, nice. Still roll the natural light. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's six points of damage. Okay. Carhoon just got up, is Werebear. Yes. It's gonna take two attacks, two melee attacks with advantage. 19. Hit. And a crit. Oh my gosh. So, three points of damage from one attack. Halved is one point. One point. And then for the second attack, for the crit, ten total, so five, five. halved. And then the other creature attacks, sees Carhoon get back up, turn in this werebear, is like, ah. <laughs> Attack number one is a, ooh, that, 15. Hit. Attack number two. Uh, ten. Miss. Takes three points of damage from that attack. The rest of them drop their uh, swords and all pull out crossbows just because it's going to be easier for me to deal with. <laughs> Having them all be the same, yeah. One, two, three, four, five crossbow bolts at Carhoon. All right, crossbow bolt one. Eighteen. Hit. Ten damage. So five. Five damage. Crossbow bolt two. Uh, Sixteen. Hit. Three damage. Crossbow bolt. Three. Hit. One damage. Crossbow so bolt. So none? Or did you have that for me? No, just take one. Okay. It was one total, but you can't take zero. Minimum one. So one damage. Crossbow bolt four. is a hit. Three damage. So one damage. One. And last crossbow bolt. Miss. Seven total. Okay. Thwap, 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 thwap. And this ladder gets thrown down, and more dragon blood start clambering over the edge. But I think we're going to pick it up there next time. Okay. Oh my gosh. Carhoon is not a looking good. So we will. We'll start again. <laughs> okay. Right y'all. there. Didn't finish it, but we got another ladder going, and this could go on for a little bit, could, so yeah. we're going to call it there. All right, sounds good. Take us. Oh.
Okay. Thank you all so much for listening again. We really hope that this was an hour or so of uh, kind of sweet uh, escape in this time that's going on everywhere. Um, We hope you are staying safe and staying healthy. Um, If you want to reach out to us, it really means the world. If you want to get in touch, we are active on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week.